Paranormal Radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Well, you know, I realized this was going to happen, neighbors. As soon as we had Joshua Shapiro talking about the crystal skulls, I felt he was somewhat gullible about the way he acquires evidence. Well, after that, I expected that we would get appropriate responses in our forums. And, Chris, we did, didn't we? Yeah, I haven't really had a chance to go over most of them, but uh, I can can just uh, imagine what... uh, what certain people have been saying. The key is one thing that Joshua said. Let me say, he's a nice guy, a really nice guy, and we have to separate a person's beliefs from the person. Somebody can believe what you may regard as something that's totally wacky, but that's no reason to demonize that person. You know, they could be a good father, good provider, decent person, charitable, but maybe they have wacky beliefs or beliefs that you regard as wacky. Other people may find them not so wacky. But the thing that bothered me was the point in the show where I said, you can't expect science to disprove your claims. It's up to you to make the proof available. You have to prove it to them or they're not going to pay any attention to you. And I think that's a concept he had some difficulty understanding. What do you think? You know, again, Having lived in a an aspiring kind of new age town for 13 years and then having lived in the Sedona area now for almost seven, you know, I'm, I'm used to the kind of personalities that um, are looking for things to really sink their teeth in in terms of their, their belief systems. I mean, we're seeing the breakdown of your organized religions, I think, to a certain extent, and they're, they're just not supplying the the spiritual sustenance, I think, that, that many people require to really try to be as kind and as neighborly as possible with people who have divergent belief systems uh, from your own, I think is is important. You know, there's a lot of people out there that, that could really use something to believe in. And uh, there's, there's forum posters out there that don't believe in anything except uh, the sanctity of the scientific method. And, and I'm sorry, that's not good enough. I think science is leaving a lot of people cold, they're so detached. They're so uh, ivory towerish, if you will, that people are turning away from from just rational science, and they're looking for something else to fulfill them in their lives. And and you really have to to take that into account. And I find it you know heartening to me that people can have beliefs in something that's that gives them something to hold on to in these difficult times. So I stand by my beliefs, and, and I, I think like you, we, we both are trying to be as objective as we can, and, you know, to each their own. I, I really like Joshua. He's been in touch with me, sent me some emails. Uh, he wants uh, to know if I would like to help him out with a couple of projects, uh, video projects and stuff. And I think he's a really, he's a genuine guy. It's what you see is what you get, and you can't knock a person uh, like that. The important thing, I think, is if you're going to really demonize anyone, you demonize the thieves, the liars, the people who deceive, yeah. the people who defraud people like, of course, Bill Nail, who puts out pirated versions of people's intellectual property. You demonize them because they're doing bad things, they're hurting people. But if you believe in something that some people think is wacky, is that such a big deal? Well, to each their own, like I said. And, you know, I think it's important for the Paracast to to open up to these new subjects like Crystal Skulls, for instance, possibly, you know, get on a medium or two. I worked with a couple of extremely talented mediums who have just blown my mind with their ability 
and get um, kind of stirred up a little bit. I, I think it's important that we, we look at all divergent belief systems uh, around the paranormal and uh, do some exploring. And I think that this is uh, good, positive things will come from that. Well, you know, long time ago in other administration here when we had different co-hosts, we did an episode on remote viewing, okay? And we uh, actually had a test. And you know what? The remote viewer passed the test. In other words, he was able to see something that he shouldn't have been able to see. But you know what? He got banned from our forums anyway. And that's something <laughs> that we're also going to change. We had somebody else this weekend gets a letter saying, hey, we send these reminders every so often. Hey, you're sending me an email saying you miss us at the forums, but you banned me. Right. So I wrote back and I said, why were you banned? And he said, I was banned because I posted something on some site that was unacceptable to a former forum moderator. And I said, is that it? Yes. Okay, you're back in. You know, it's one thing uh, to you're be a skeptical. Softy, it's one thing to be skeptical. It's another thing to just take everybody who disagrees with you and say, leave me alone. Don't post on the forums. Go away. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> As most of you know, there is now a best-selling book called Area 51 Uncensored, the history of America's top secret military base by someone named Annie Jacobson. And she has this deep throat source, since outed by a UFO researcher, Anthony Bregalia. And this deep throat says that the Roswell crash was really an exercise by the Russians to fool us, and they disfigured 13-year-old pilots to make them look like alien beings. Does that sound sensible to you? I don't know. But I think we should get her on the show and, and maybe uh, throw Nick into the mix because uh, it kind of has a body snatches in the desert kind of uh, ring to it. Uh, I'm sure that that Nick would get a kick out of uh, out of uh, speaking with her and, and maybe uh, maybe we should do a show on this. This this is very intriguing. Well, I would certainly want to look into, you know, the explanation du jour of Roswell. This one sounds a little bit wacky. You know, but the person supposedly outed by Anthony Begalia is real. I mean, this is a real person who actually made a real statement with regard to this crazy quilt theory. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. I just he, Yeah, the guy we're talking about is a guy named Alfred O'Donnell, right. who was a scientist, a very well-known scientist from the 50s and 60s. He's 89 years old right now. And there's an interview at Bregalia's site where he discusses it, but basically the guy says practically nothing other than to confirm that he is the source. He right. provides no greater insights, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, we, it doesn't matter how, how you look at Roswell. You, you, it's just, and how many forks you try to stick into it, it's just not going <laughs> to, it's just not going to go away. I think it's like the JFK assassination. It's become, you know, it, it's become a monolithic paranormal event that uh, will never be, never be solved. And I don't know. I, I just, I find it very intriguing that uh, that these just bizarre, off the wall theories are proposed, and and uh, and it each one makes as much sense as the next one. So. But I don't know, Joseph Mengele, what was that? Joseph Mengele and, and Stalin, uh, I think the crux of it is they're trying to scare uh, the U.S. government uh, by, by doing something like this. I, I just don't, I can't understand the motivation or, or how something like this could get pulled off. 
But uh, and then why would the Air though. Force? Why would the government then say it's a balloon? It's a mogul balloon, or they give a couple of different explanations, various types of balloons, but never say, you know what, it was a dirty trick by the Russians. That would actually sound better. You know, I think in terms of public information, if you're in a Cold War atmosphere, you want to demonize the Russians. Speaking of demonizing people, you say, hey, look what they tried to do. They tried to make us think that E.T. had landed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's just it, it doesn't really uh, to me. It just it doesn't stack up. I, I think some, pulling something like that off would just be way too difficult. And uh Oh, boy. What can you do? You know, uh, you just got to keep uh, looking at all the, the crazy theories that are out there about Roswell. And maybe we should uh, throw them all into a hat sometime and, and stir it up and, and start pulling them out. We'll do it. Like I hope the last of, uh, one, the short stick, is the answer to Roswell. Roswell is a short exactly. stick. Today, we're going to stay in the 1950s a bit, too, about a guy named Captain Edward Ruppelt. Maybe you didn't hear of him. Of course, you might have heard of his book, The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects, which was a major book in the 50s. But also, he's the guy who coined the term unidentified flying object or UFOs. And we have a reissuance of a book, a biography of Captain Ruppelt from Colin Bennett, entitled Flying Saucers Over the White House, the inside story of Captain Edward J. Ruppelt and his official U.S. Air Force investigation of UFOs, I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Okay, so who is watching your home when you're not there? Help protect your home with a security system monitored by ADT. It's the leader in home security. Remember, ADT is the number one monitoring service in the country. It comes with world-famous ADT yard signs. The monitoring cost is just $1 a day. You probably pay more for coffee. This is the safety for your family and your possessions. You can save up to 20% on homeowner's insurance. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer. Call now and get $850 of equipment and activation free. Call 1-866-778-3127. Call 1-866-778-3127. And here's our fast disclaimer. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35 to $39 per month. Call for terms and conditions and license numbers. As many people know, ever since President Nixon took us off the gold standard, the U.S. dollar has been devaluating. What people don't know, however, is how this directly affects your personal finances. Is there a way to protect your portfolios from losing value? The answer to all of this is gold and silver. They both have maintained their purchasing power for 6,000 years. If you had $100,000 in cash and $100,000 in gold and silver back in 1913 and kept them until now, your cash would have the buying power of only $4,800. But your gold and silver would have the buying power of $3 million. The answer to protecting your assets is simple. Call John Ballman today at 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. Get all your questions answered before your money is worth zero. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. Take action today while we still accept paper dollars for gold. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. 
Love gardening but don't love seeing your hard work destroyed by wildlife? Then use the number one most effective deer and rabbit repellent you can buy, PlantSkid. PlantSkid repellent protects gardens, trees, and landscaping by emitting an odor that browsing animals associate with predators. So animals avoid plants before they nibble, not after. PlantSkid is made in the U.S. from non-toxic, 100% organic, environment, and pet-friendly ingredients. Other repellents wash off in the rain. Not PlantSkid. It's guaranteed to outlast all other repellents. PlantSkid was the first animal repellent to be OMRI-listed organic and now comes in liquid spray, powder concentrate, or easy-to-use granular. Just sprinkle around your garden. For proven protection from deer, rabbits, squirrels, and other small rodents, use PlantSkid, member tested and recommended by the National Home Gardening Club. Find a dealer near you at PlantSkid.com. That's PlantSkydd.com. Ask about our new vole repellent when you call 800-252-6051. That's 800-252-6051. PlantSkid, proven plant protection, guaranteed or your money back. Did you know that billions are spent every year just for a simple drink of water? But it's the quality of the water that Americans are concerned with, especially after floods, hurricanes, earthquakes, and other disasters that routinely disrupt and contaminate water supplies. Safe drinking water is too important to leave to chance. That's why you need an Aqua Rain water filtration system. The American-made Aqua Rain is an essential survival tool that operates for just pennies per gallon. It lets you retrieve water from lakes, ponds, streams, or rooftops during any disaster and assures you of healthy drinking water. The stainless steel Aquarain's patented space-age ceramic and GAC technology uses microfiltration and gravity to purify water. No chemicals, no electricity, no water pressure needed. And Aquarain's cartridges last for thousands of gallons. Aquarain is hands down the best water filter on the market. Call 800-572-2051 or go to Aquarain.com. That's 800-572-2051 or Aquarain.com. Every family needs an Aquarain. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. We welcome from the UK, Colin Bennett. He is author of a reissued book called Flying Saucers Over the White House. It's all about the late Captain Edward Ruppelt who coined the term UFO. Colin Bennett, welcome to the Paracast. Hi, uh, hello, Gene. Nice to be with you. The, I guess, first point to raise about this is, in the modern era, Captain Ruppelt is long forgotten. Yes, yes. He wasn't until my book arrived. Why did you pick him as a subject for a book? Well, uh, because, uh, first of all, this is uh, a ray of hope for the UFO, the first way of hope from the United States Air Force, because after 1968, the United States Air Force didn't want to know about UFOs, and they don't want to know about UFOs now. But this is the story of an enlightened uh, phase in, in, in the Air Force history. They um, supported the creation of... Uh, Project Blue Book, which was to 
objectively examine the UFO phenomenon. There had been uh, several uh, reports, rather haphazard and ill-organized reports, uh, before Operation Blue Book, but they'd come to nothing. They'd, they'd uh, employed very clever men. I'm talking about the period before 1952. They'd employed very clever men, such as Samuel Gutschmidt, the physicist, and indeed Heineck, the physicist, and they were both negative at that time. Uh, Heineck, uh, Professor Heineck, was to change his opinion, but that's another matter. You know, Gutschmidt uh, was uh, the uh, investigator uh, just after the war into the Nazi atomic uh, weapon, and he found it was uh, a half-completed indeed. So he was a very distinguished man. He was one of the men, typical of the men, who were asked to report on the UFO, and he was totally negative. It was just absolute nonsense. People's fantasies, uh, illusions, mistakes, and uh, it got nowhere. Eight, here we go now to 1952. Now, uh, the ATIC, the uh, intelligence arm, of Air Technical Intelligence Command was uh, headed by Colonel Rosengarten, uh, an enlightened man uh, with open opinions. And he decided to form, in 1952, a completely different uh, approach. He created Operation Blue Book. And this, this at first was a secret operation to objectively, scientifically examine the UFO phenomenon. Am I coming over clear? You're okay. fine, fine and clear. Okay, I'll continue. Uh, the UFO phenomenon. He, first of all, he, he looked around for talent, and he found uh, young Captain uh, Ruppelt, not, uh, who was uh, jo who joined up again, well, enlisted rather, because of the Korean War. And uh, a little word about Ruppelt. Ruppelt, Captain Ruppelt, was a young... United States Air Force captain uh, during the war. Uh, he served on Tinean Island in the Pacific, and he was a B-29 um, bombardier and navigator. And uh, somehow, young Captain Rupert always had a connection, always had a connection to historical events. He seemed to uh, mix in with uh, historical, great historical events. In this case, whilst he was on Tinan, serving as a bombardier and, and the lead navigator of the B-29 groups, he, uh, he could possibly have seen Enola Gay take off with, from Tinan with the first nuclear weapon heading for Hiroshima. Now, if there'd been an accident or influenza, something as simple as influenza, uh, he, he could have been a replacement in Enola Gay and has seen Hiroshima through the uh, crosshairs of his northern bombsite, which is a very narrow... One of the things I noticed in the book here is you try to portray America during World War II and after in the eyes of a young military officer like Captain yes. Ruppelt. Now, yes. now, the one question I'd have here is, did you get a chance to talk to relatives of his or do other research to learn more about his background? Uh, no, I didn't, because uh, I live in Britain. 
and an expedition like that would it would be an expensive commission? That's an obscure question. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'd have to search half America, and that would cost money. This book was written off my own bat, not on a commission. And yes, indeed. Uh, and so uh, he served on Tanaim, and I had this memory. And a few days later, of course, after another day, Boxcar took off from Tanaim with the second nuclear weapon. Now, he's a very young man, and uh, this sense of powerful history moving in powerful ways must have affected him. He started to have uh, really a great vision of uh, technology, warfare, and so on. Uh, at this time in Tanaean, they didn't know the word nuclear. They thought it was a super kind of explosive. They were soon to learn very differently. Uh, so after the war, he was uh, what we call in Britain demobbed from the Air Force. And uh, being uh, of a, a, a technical bent, he um, went into the aircraft industry as a technician. So there we have him, and he got married. Uh, the uh, civilian life suited him. He was happy until, of course, for a lot of young Americans, again, the Korean War happened. And uh, he had to go to the Air Force as an enlisted uh, M. And uh, he joined because of his qualifications and his brains and his knowledge, which were uh, outstanding, even though he was a captain, even though he was just a captain and not a man of high rank. Uh, his brains, his knowledge, um, impressed Colonel Rosengarten, who was head of ATIC, Air Technical Intelligence, at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which is, which is still, as I understand it, a major center of air intelligence and technology uh, of its time. In fact, um, it was an early... Uh, the Wright-Patterson Base uh, attic was a very early uh, stand-in for what we now call Area 51. It had that same kind of uh, legendary attachment. Uh, and... Uh, there sat Rupert. Now, I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of this in a moment. Okay, so there's no confusion, ladies and gentlemen. Throughout this interview, Colin's going to refer to Project Blue Book as Operation Blue Book. I'm not going to correct him each and every time. I don't think that's important. There are some other errors in the book that I'll also correct, but this one I wanted to clarify right now. Our guest is Colin Bennett. The book is called Flying Saucers Over the White House. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack! Attack! Of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes... The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids is available now. Read a simple chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack 
of the Rockaway, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Never buy home canning jar lids again. No kidding. When you buy Tadler reusable canning lids once, you'll never buy canning lids ever again. Safely store emergency preparedness foods for years. Traditional metal lids are single-use throwaways containing BPA. But Tadler reusable canning lids are guaranteed to last a lifetime when used as designed for home canning. Tadler lids are made with a USDA and FDA-approved food-grade plastic, safe for direct food contact, and contain no BPA. Tadler lids are dishwasher safe, usable with standard pressure or water bath canning, eliminate food spoilage from acid corrosion, fit standard mason jars are indefinitely reusable and are proudly made in the usa place orders at reusablecanninglids.com or call 1-877-747-2793 877-747-2793 call 877-747-2793 or go to reusablecanninglids.com that's reusablecanninglids.com for tadler reusable canning lids the original since 1976 The American people think they live in a constitutional republic. Land of the free, home of the brave. Right. Just try those lines on the judge when you get a ticket or have to deal with a big bad IRS. Instead, use EscapeHarassment.com. Since 1972, our volunteer group of researchers and educators have successfully taught how to escape tickets by law, and it works. Escape Harassment has three different steps to follow, depending on where you are in the ticket process. Learn how to escape tickets, IRS, or court proceedings before you go to court. For free, three-minute pre-recorded information and FAQs, call this toll-free number, one 877 9009 That's 877-457-9009. Or go to com and see our money-back guarantee. That's escapeharassment.com. Remember, escape harassment works. He looks five years younger. He doesn't fall asleep at his desk like he used to. He no longer drinks those energy drinks all day. He used to be gloomy. Now he's upbeat. He obviously has lost weight. He's now drinking Moringa in the Morning from BigJoe.us. Moringa is a delicious, all-organic, 100% bioavailable blend from the Miracle Moringa Tree, considered by many to be the most nutrient-rich plant ever discovered. Moringa in the Morning will suppress cravings for junk food and energy drinks and make you feel like a kid again. Drink Moringa in the Morning, available from BigJoe.us. That's B-I-G. J-O-E dot U-S. Vibrant Health is just a click or call away at BigJoe.us or 800-503-0515. 800-503-0515. That's 800-503-0515. Drink Moringa in the morning. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. We return with Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House, the inside story of Captain Edward J. Ruppelt and his official U.S. Air Force investigation of UFOs. We're covering his background and how he came to become selected as the head of Project Blue Book. You want to continue yes. with that early description, please? Yes, and uh, Colonel Rosen Garden chose him, 
as an exceptionally gifted young technician, the rank of captain, into ATIC, Air Technical Intelligence Command. Now, I'm just going to repeat that uh, in 1952, uh, ATIC at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base had the same reputation that Area 51 has now. It was, you mean in uh, terms of form- secret weapons development and that kind of thing? Yes, yes, exactly, yeah. And although the, the, the term Area 51 and, and, the, and indeed the area, Area 51, was hardly in existence, then Attic stood in its place as far as a legendary center of technology, air technology was concerned. And so the, the first task that uh, Colonel Rosengarten gave to Captain Rupert was not the UFO, but analysis of a captured MiG-15. And uh, this, this, this MiG-15 was a Russian fighter which was giving the Americans terrible problems in, in, in Korea. It, it, it was an ugly brute, but a, a brilliant conception. And it was giving American fighters like the F-86 Sabre some problems. The F-86 Sabre was a far prettier machine, if you like, than the MiG-15. But uh, it had to have a damn good pilot in order to stand up to it. They captured uh, a MiG-15 in, in Korea, which had crash-landed. They'd taken it to right Patterson Air Force Base to be totally analyzed because they were very surprised at Russian technical advance in the fighter and general aircraft direction. And so, and uh, Rupert set about this task as only he knew. Uh, He analyzed the, uh, the armament, the characteristics, and also they learned a lot about, and they found, and it is interesting, in itself, to any air enthusiast, they found they were very surprised at the, the the MiG construction. The engine, particularly, was very advanced titanium alloy, and uh, the the cannon in the nose was also very advanced. And they were they were getting a bit windy about this because it, it was uh, the equivalent to the Saber, uh, only with a, if the if the Saber F eighty six had a good pilot. Anyway, and so this was, this was Rufeld's task at Attic, uh, producing drawings uh, and, and taking apart uh, every single bit of the MiG-15. Okay, whilst Rufeld was doing this, he was in an office. He'd probably not heard the word UFO. Not many people had. He was in an office in which he noted a gaggle of rather supercilious officers uh, gathered around documents uh, and they were having a hell of a time taking the mickey, as we say in Britain, out of uh, this strange project that they had. And Rupert inquired about this strange project and found this is about unidentified flying objects. And the, this, this group were in command of the research into UFO flying objects. And they were just taking the mickey. They weren't taking any notice. They were giggling. They were they were super, super seriously laughing at it. Silly season and, then. I'm sorry? Silly season to them. Silly season to them, yeah. And uh, I think Rupert must have made a few remarks about this uh, because it's new to him and fascinating. And uh, this is the, the, lynch, the linchpin of the whole business. 
Colonel Rosengarten was fed up with this group of, uh, of very superficial people and decided to uh, fish Rupert out of the MiG-15 business, uh, which could have been dealt with by, you know, several other competent people, uh, into the UFO project. And this is a bench, real benchmark in history, this is, because Rupert was chosen because he, he was not only quite brilliant at, at, at technology and up-to-date, he was open-minded. That was, a bit, that was the main reason why, why uh, he was chosen to, to, to launch the Project Blue Book, uh, which uh, he, he, was, he was appointed head of Project Blue Book and uh, impressed Colonel Rosengarten with his views on the subject open-minded views and prejudiced views and deep technical knowledge about such a thing. Now, he uh, was given a, a small staff and the big thing Rupert did was to totally reorganize the project. He got in uh, a whole survey of the sightings. Sightings were coming into ATIC at a great rate. They didn't know what the hell they were. And so Rupert organized uh, a grid system as to sort out what kind of sighting it was, uh, analyze the weather at the time, the disposition of the caller, the source of the information, and uh, also information on height, speed, and, 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 and general characteristics of, of the UFO. Uh, he also organized a complete uh, uh, dictionary, if you like, uh, from professional Air Force pilots, because they were the, uh, as is the way of organizations, they were the ones that they were really, really uh, interested in. You know, professional Air Force, uh, civilian pilots and also military pilots were reporting these strange damn things. 60 years later, they're still doing that. But now, anyway. one thing that was interesting here is to make the subject seem more serious, he changed the name. He didn't buy using flying saucers. He went with unidentified flying objects. How did yeah. that happen? Oh, well, uh, you know the services. I don't know whether you've been in the services. They love acronyms. And UFO was chosen as, as a kind of acronym. For you know, uh, instead of some long-winded name, uh, and that—that's my answer to your question. They—they they, they love acronyms, uh, abbreviations, and, and uh, shortened nomenclatures. And uh, okay, so when as soon as Rupert organizes these filters and grids, uh, it was—they emerged from this new framework. A totally astonishing phenomenon which they probably then criticized, I'm sorry, they probably then uh, christened UFO. Military pilots of all ranks and all degrees of ability were reporting lots and lots of unidentified flying objects of different shapes and sizes and speeds and characteristics. And uh, it, it was realized that they had a genuine Phenomenon on their hands. This is a big break. A genuine phenomenon on their hands. Instead of comic cuts, instead of 
uh, eccentric people. Uh, this was a definite, locatable, solid phenomenon. So after they'd established that, uh, <laughs> the big $64 question was, what the hell are they? They were performing, these objects were performing as they do now. Okay. And uh, part of it was scientifically interesting, technologically interesting. Incredible speeds were reported. And as far as incredible maneuvers went, the sky was the limit. I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of this in a moment. We have Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House about the life and times, at least in terms of the UFO project of Captain Edward J. Ruppelt. And if you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us. News at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. We will read each and every message we get. That's a promise. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I had already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Extend your life. Hi, my name's Russ, and after my heart attack, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. I needed to keep on working, but now it's becoming a problem. I heard about these garlic cayenne drops and hoped it would help me. Well, I've been taking them for about four months, and the way I'm feeling now, I can see how I just might make it to retirement, thanks to Extendivite. My name's Don Wiskin, and I want you to know Extendivite works. If you're looking for more energy or just want to be as healthy as you can, now is the time to join the growing list of real people benefiting from Extendivite. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendivite. Economists, politicians, and even the average citizen can agree we may only be days or weeks away from the next terrible event that could literally change the face of life as we know it. Learn the secrets of the world's top survival and preparedness experts at the DFW Marriott in Dallas, Texas for the 2011 International Survival and Preparedness Conference on Memorial Day weekend, May 28th through 30th. Register at survivalist.com or toll free 866-437-6570 before time runs out. That's survivalist.com. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, antiviral viral and not diminished by freezing extreme heat or years in storage dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit dermatol's soothing rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective it's guaranteed order yours today call 800-217-6677 800-217-6677 that's 800-217-6677 efficient economical effective spray it all with dermatol The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great talk radio starts here. This is the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. We're back with Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House, reissued now. They also have a reissued copy of Captain Ruppelt's book, The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. Obviously, we can't describe the whole book in the spate of a couple of hours. But maybe we could focus on a few points here. Now, one thing that interested me in reading the book is that they didn't have a huge budget. I mean, it's not that he was able to commandeer a jet and fly across the country to investigate these sightings. He had to take a bus. He had to take a car. He had to take a train. They didn't have all these extravagances. Well, that, 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 I'm glad you pointed that out. I think we have to realize that military organizations are extremely, if you like, politically conservative. This was such a strange subject that Colonel Rosengarten was rather, even though had guarded enthusiasm. Yes, he got a hold of Rupert. Yes, Rupert was doing his job very well, but military conservatism said, we're going to get into trouble here because any minute the, the staff of the Air Force is going to, well, <laughs> conservative to a man and woman, are going to say, what the hell's going off? Well, they knew uh, about it, but they weren't paying attention. Is that it? I didn't catch that. They knew it was going on, but they weren't really taking it too seriously. Is that the point? No. Moreover, they were very, very scared of it. Now, the reason why they were scared of it, and the reason why they're scared of it today, was that here you have... Uh, a prestigious military force, the United States Air Force. It's allied, it's a spearhead of the military-industrial complex. It contains, sorry, it it 
contains men of terrific, distinguished careers. It is the establishment, if you like, part of the American military-industrial complex establishment. Careers, names, reputations depend on the military-industrial establishment. Now, you can go as high as you like, but if you start causing trouble, oh, brother, you're going to wish you'd never been born. And Colonel Rosengarden, the magic, knew that this was going to be a problem if the project grew very big, very effective, and very influential. And so there was a political problem, purely political problem. And, well, uh, and that may have been why he, he chose uh, a captain, someone well, of a lower, why, that's why he chose, a lower, yeah, they, a lower that's, rank. Yeah, and, and, and uh, he chose, a, he chose a, a captain, a very brilliant man, but of, of relative, relatively uh, uh, low rank as far as influence is concerned. And uh, he made sure, Rosengarten, uh, as a conservative himself, uh, that, that the um, Project Blue Book was, what shall we say, hobbled. Hobbled. That is, kept down to a certain level. Colin, one thing that comes through real loud and clear in the book, and, and this is one of the things that I like about it the most, is... What, what you've done is you've analyzed Rupelt's own own book, Report on, on Unidentified Flying uh, Objects, yeah. and, and you've read between the lines. Yeah, And you've, right. you've kind of looked at, at the way that Rupelt languaged uh, certain thoughts and the way he described certain situations. And, and what you've done is you've analyzed that and you've kind of read between the lines and yeah. come up with a very intriguing scenario that – the Air Force pretty early on was divided into true believers that, that really felt that this was something extraordinary, that, that had nothing to do with the Soviets, had nothing to do with earthly technology. Right, and then right. you have the, the reverse side that, that tended yeah. to be the, the, the cold warriors who were very paranoid about the whole thing. And, and some of them were, were so dismissive, dismissive of it, they oh, wouldn't yeah. even play ball and they wouldn't even help, uh, help with, no. the, with the actual no. research and the investigation. Well, yeah. Why don't you describe the dynamic between those two camps? Between what? Between those two camps, the true believers and the oh, yeah, ones that I've were dismissive to... of it. Oh. oh, well, look, look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be disrespectful or insulting here. I don't mean this in, in, in any negative way because I'm married to an American. I love her and I love America. But... The America, any military establishment has the mind of super policemen. That's what they're there for, to police the planet, yeah? No prejudice. <laughs> to, to try and police the planet. I, I don't think I'm going overboard when I say that. They are, they are a military organization. And they, they, they're, not, they're not esoteric. They're not into witchcraft. They're not into mysticism. And they're more than policemen are. Hold on a second. Now, if you go to the Pentagon in Washington, D.C., and you go to the Pentagon Mall and you go into the, the Barnes & Noble bookstore, you will find one of the largest occult sections I have ever seen in any library is in that bookstore. There are row upon row upon row of books on the occult, mysticism, yeah. no. the yeah. New Age, uh, witchcraft. Any subject under the sun in the paranormal is represented in just I, it, thousands of books on these subjects. So I wouldn't yes. go as far as to say that the entire establishment is not interested in these subjects because within within a stone's throw of the Pentagon, you have one of the largest uh, you know 
occult yeah. sections of any bookstore I've ever seen. Oh, well, that, that, I mean, that, that's, that, that's, that's 2011. We're actually talking about uh, ni- uh, uh, 1952. Well, and true. Frank, frankly, if I had the opportunity to interview uh, a chief member of staff of the U.S. at United States Air Force, the last damn thing I'd mention would be occultism. There's a kind of schizophrenia here. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, and, I, I, and I, they're extremely... I think, yeah, I'll go out there and say it. There may be bookstores there like that. They may be secret readers of these books you mentioned. But publicly, oh dear, oh boy, they, they just deny UFOs uh, explicitly, 100%. They, in, in 68, the Air Force uh, nominated uh, Professor Condon, an extremely dapper and radical skeptic, to form a committee which was engineered to put down the UFO, kill it for good. And uh, this committee was held. It, held it, it, it interviewed all the UFO experts and was a deliberately engineered put down of all such esoteric, what they called esoteric things. The, if the Air Force was going to exist at all, if the Air Force was going to exist at all, it was going to consist of mechanics, scientists, and people who didn't believe in such ridiculous things, said Conan, as UFOs, which were indefinable uh, 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 and uh, were the result of misidentifications, etc., etc. Now, since that report, that was the official United States Air Force report, since the Condon report in '68. That has been the United States Air Force unenlightened attitude. Shut down the lid on this UFO. That they did in 68. And if you were to uh, inquire of the Air Force now, officially, statement on UFOs, they would say, and I know this for a fact, the Air Force commissioned Dr. Edward Conant in 68. Uh, and that is the Air Force's official position in 211. That there's nothing to it. And, and they, they, they hounded it. They killed it, you know. And, uh, uh, and I, I'm telling you the truth here. I mean, it may, may seem unbelievable that the Air Force did. The Air Force want nothing. Hello? Sure, but let's go back to Captain Ruppelt again. He only lasted, yes. what, 18 months in this position? Yes. Short period, really. So yeah. what was the reason that he left? Was he forced out, or did he say, this is enough for me? Uh, oh, no, no, he wasn't forced out. No, he was enlisted, man. And the end of his enlistment came. And, so uh, at that point, he has the option to re-up, as they say? Yeah. Or? Uh, well, he wasn't getting anywhere with, 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 with Blue Book, and the shadows were creeping up over it. He was convinced that uh, the Air Force wasn't interested in, in what he was doing. So basically it's a matter of I'm working my butt off trying to figure out what's going on. Yes. But the yes. people who pay my salary such as it is, and nobody in the military makes a big salary, they don't care. So why am I doing this? So he gave well, up right. and yes. he basically, after his enlistment expired, he went back into civilian life. We'll get into more back. of that and what happened to Captain Ruppelt and 
much more with Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House. And if you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us. News at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. We will read each and every message we get. That's a promise. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, and Investment advisors want to talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We're back with Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House, reissued. It's about the life and times of Captain Edward Ruppelt. Spent 18 months as the head of Project Blue Book. He coined the term UFO, Unidentified Flying Object. On the PowerCast with Gene and Chris, we continue. Okay, so Captain Ruppelt goes back to civilian life. At what point did he decide to write a book? Well, I suppose he decided that here was one of the, the fascinating stories of the century. And nobody knew about it, you know, because it was a, it was a services uh, affair. And, and, and in fact, technically, Project Blue Book was a top-secret project, and therefore nobody knew an inch about it. And therefore, he decided to write this book, probably, you know, like all human beings, to make a penny or two, and uh, a dollar or two, <laughs> and uh, enjoy married life, you know, because he, he spent a couple of years uh, writing uh, his book, his own book, which is entitled The Report on Unidentified Flying Objects. <laughs> a rather bald title which tells you everything really. and uh, I think uh, tragically at this time after he'd completed his book there were traces of a heart, a heart disease and he died in 1960 now how did um, we know where there were traces of heart disease did he go to a doctor did he have symptoms oh, 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 oh well it, it's down on the medical record that uh, he was a, you know, a civilian I don't think he was I don't think he was able to to work. He worked. He was rather ill, and worked on this book, uh, which was his offering to mankind. Really. And before he uh, fell seriously ill, and that is the sorry end of the Rupert story. I now, there's a question I have to ask you. Now we understand how the book ended because I have a copy in front of me in my dirty hands here. I'll read the close of the book, which is very famous because it says a lot. It says a lot about what happened after that. 
His conclusion, uh, ta- maybe sorry. the Earth, let me say this, maybe the Earth is being visited by interplanetary spaceships. Closing yes. paragraph, only time will tell. But then, just four years later, there's a new version of the book issued, three chapters are tacked on. Suddenly, Ruppelt is the arch-skeptic. What happened? I think I think that, uh, excuse me, uh, that... Uh, well, I, I, I can't, I, I can't, there's no excuse for it. I think that uh, he was depressed myself. I can only offer an opinion here, and that's that he became depressed through his illness. And, but uh, does depression change your viewpoint? He's implying here he might be ready to believe that something's going on. And then in answer to that question in the final chapter of the revised version, he says, I'm positive they don't. Was that his yeah. illness speaking? Well, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that are out there about this, and uh, I'm not an expert on the on the on the conspiracy excuse me conspiratorial accusations here. I've seen them, and uh, some have suggested that this was an override without Rupert's permission, you know, and I, I couldn't comment on that. Well, you know what? what if have, you read Major Kehoe's books at the time. Yes. He claimed to be a friend of Captain Ruppelt. And Major Donald Kehoe made it very clear that Ruppelt told him he was under a great deal of pressure from his former military supervisors to backtrack on the book, to kind of reverse what he said. He did under pressure. But if you look at what Jerome Clark says, and of course Jerry Clark has the foreword in your book, he didn't really believe that. But then Kehoe did say it. He wrote it. Do we take Kehoe at his word? Well, Donald Kehoe is a brilliant figure in ufology, yeah, uh, historically. And uh, but, yeah, he was a very irascible character, uh, likely, to say, <laughs> likely to say lots of things. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Now, there's an implication here, which is that Kehoe was a storyteller. That he's telling stories, maybe those stories are not exactly true. Is that your take? I did know Kehoe very, very casually. I never got oh, that yeah. impression. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, Kehoe's books are classics, and I believe almost every word of them. But when off the, off the page in conversations, he tended to be uh, the uh, top of your head journalist if you're not careful. You know, he's characterized the top of the head journalist. And while his books stand, as far as I'm concerned, uh, some of his some of his statements are over the top. He's seeing things. In what sense do you say over the top? He's making claims about this, that, and the other, which are hard. So I'm not saying he does this all the time. He doesn't do it all the time. He's written classic books on UFO, which would stand forever. I love Donald Pierre's books, wonderful works. But as a, as a journalist, he tends to go over the top. And, 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 and also one of his techniques in journalism is to present the leading question. Everybody presents the leading question. <laughs> Sooner or later in ufology. What I'm not understanding what you're saying here, presents the leading question. What do you mean? The leading question in ufology is always the same. Yeah, are these vehicles... If they're vehicles, are they manned? If they're manned, by whom? 
Yes, but of that course, Kehoe question. said that in his first book, Flying Saucers from Outer Space. He never changed that point of view. No. He's like, he wants to know. And the trouble is, of course, nobody, nobody has got the answer to these leading questions. But they still ask them. But then we're still going back to his interactions with Captain Ruppelt. Okay, so do we take Kehoe at his word that Ruppelt told him he was being pressured to write those three chapters and change the spin, as they say? I I would tend to accept Kehoe's explanation. In this case, in this context, yeah. I I mean, that's, that's a pretty... That's a pretty heavy statement to make, I know. Uh, not, my, not by me, but by Rupert. And uh, if he committed that, of course, and Rupert didn't agree, it's a straight case for libel. You know, misrepresentation. Uh, yeah, but then it could be also a situation here where it's he said, he said. You know, it's not a big yeah, deal. Yeah, all right. And well, uh, I, I think Kehoe was an honest man. I think he was over-enthusiastic at times. And I, but generally speaking, I would tend to believe him. Yes. I think Could, Rupert yeah. uh, may have been in a state of depression because of his illness. And uh, actually said what he said. You know, fuck them. Quite okay, quite. let me just explore this more. Do we yeah. assume then that Rupert's widow is no longer with us? I'm sorry, would you say that again? Rupelt was married, right? His yes. widow, is she no longer with us? I don't think so, no. This is a long time ago, remember? I, I understand I that. Con- would probably someone be in her 80s, I guess, now. He had no children. I, 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 I'm not, I'm not a, a good technician on Rupelt's family background. I can't okay. answer that question. So there's no young Rupelt out there who understands what went on and can correct the record? Uh, I, I, I didn't. I, I had so much on my hands writing this book that I'm afraid I didn't go into that family detail, for which I apologize. It would have been unfortunate, you know, to you know if it was there and it readily available. The other question I have here is, and this is a very small issue, and that is, according to your book, he died at the age of 35, but according to the Wikipedia entry, he was born in 1923 and died in 1960, thus being 37 years of age. Do you stand corrected? Yeah, I stand corrected, yeah. Okay. I do. I noticed, I noticed that, and it's, it, I stand corrected, yeah. If there's another edition, there are several small things like that which I'd like to correct. Right. Now, of course, I'm looking over that issue there. It's unfortunate. In those years, someone who had heart disease, it was a fatal illness except in rare cases. Today... With modern medical science, he would have probably yeah. survived, maybe. Let me get into more of this in a moment. We have okay. Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House, which was, of course, one of the seminal events in early UFO history in 1952 when Ruppelt was head of Project Blue Book. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. <laughs> Yeah. 
Have you been sitting on a few great domain name ideas but haven't locked them in for yourself? Good. Now you can buy them through the number one domain name registrar, Namecheap.com, as voted by the top tech blog Lifehacker. Just like the name says, you can buy domains cheap, as low as $2.99. And every new domain comes with WhoisGuard, our special privacy service, free for the first year. Now that you know, it's time to grab those domain names before someone else does. Namecheap.com. Go now. Namecheap.com. Fate Magazine provides true reports of the strange and unknown. Keep up with the latest on angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, life after death, and much, much more. To receive your free issue of Fate Magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. How would you like to rev up your metabolism and energy while lifting your spirits? Now a new healthy tea is available that will do just that. And it's called Zoom Tea. Zoom Tea was developed for a former welterweight boxing champion to increase his energy and focus in the ring. Zoom Tea is an alternative healthy pick-me-up that can replace coffee, common tea, or soda. Zoom Tea also helps remove radiation from the body, promotes weight loss, and is high in antioxidants. For a limited time, get our introductory price for a one-month supply of this amazing tea for just $20 or a two-month supply for only $35, and we'll pay the shipping and handling. Go to our website now and start feeling the healthy and energizing benefits from drinking Zoom Tea. Go to ZoomTea.com. That's ZoomTea.com. Or call toll-free 877-341-4769. 877-341-4769 today. As many people know, ever since President Nixon took us off the gold standard, the U.S. dollar has been devaluating. What people don't know, however, is how this directly affects your personal finances. Is there a way to protect your portfolios from losing value? The answer to all of this is gold and silver. They both have maintained their purchasing power for 6,000 years. If you had $100,000 in cash and $100,000 in gold and silver back in 1913 and kept them until now, your cash would have the buying power of only $4,800. But your gold and silver would have the buying power of $3 million. The answer to protecting your assets is simple. Call John. John Ballman today at 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. Get all your questions answered before your money is worth zero. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. Take action today while we still accept paper dollars for gold. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. If you suffer from poor sleep, you need MyPillow. Guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. Using a patented fill, MyPillow adjusts to your exact individual needs by gently supporting your head, shoulders, and neck. MyPillow has a natural built-in cooling effect, keeping your cervical nerves cool, giving you the best sleep of your life. MyPillow will never go flat and relieve snoring, migraines, sleep apnea, fibromyalgia, and many other disorders. It's antimicrobial, non-allergenic, dust mite-resistant, and best of all, machine-washable and and dryable. My pillow is made in the USA, has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau, comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and an industry-leading 10-year warranty. Order today at mypillow.com or call 952-442-6199. That's 952-442-6199. Mention coupon code GCN and receive 20% off your order. What do you have to lose except poor sleep? Mypillow.com, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own, guaranteed. 
America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com. We return. The guest is Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House, reissued. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. Colin, we're exploring, you know, more or less what's going on. But if we forget the conditions under which Ruppelt might have operated when he wrote those three chapters, which are not part of this reissuance that was sent to us with a copy of your book. Other than that, did he at all think that UFOs might be real? What were his personal views? Not what's in the book, because the book was very even keeled. What did he really think? Oh, oh I think he, uh, I think he, he, he believed that the here were uh, objectively objective observations of uh, peculiar phenomena, and since they, the problem's always been the same. What on earth, in the night sky, particularly, they could see, perform such intelligent maneuvers? This 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 gives us humanity and its frameworks of reference, bonzo dog problems. Who's up there? Who's doing this? What is this? It's still the same in 2011. Uh, the, uh, I, I don't know whether you want to discuss this just yet, but uh, one of the chapters is uh, the uh, what happened uh, uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, I'll say that again, Washington National Airport sightings. Uh, Rupert happened to be in Washington at the time on behalf of Operation Blue Book, checking on weather records. Now, do you, do, would you like to uh, uh, discuss this chapter, Gene? Or? I think it would be nice to just be brief about it. We assume a lot of people who are listening to the show are familiar with the events in Washington, D.C. in 1952, but okay. a lot of people who maybe haven't uh, explored UFO lore, as they say, it's worth yeah. a short explanation. Well, I, I think okay. that the the event that happened the week before on July first in Mon- over Monmouth, New Jersey, should also oh, be yeah. mentioned because that that's truly the beginning of that wave, and some yeah. of the uh, some of the facts that came out of that, how that particular case was handled by the Air Force, I think is very revealing. Yeah. We should yeah, probably yeah. start there, Gene. I think, and then we'll go into the to sure, the, to ahead, the actual uh, Washington cases. Okay, standing by. Go ahead, please. Okay. Rupert happened to be in Washington on behalf of, of uh, Project Blue Book, researching weather and flight patterns. And uh, I think, yeah, it was, it was July the 19th, the night of July the 19th. Now, a word of detail. Washington National Airport at that time, uh, in 52, had two radars. One, a main powerful radar, and one smaller radar. It detected that the, the, the long-range radar detected a whole cluster of lights approaching it in the night sky. Now, remember, then as now, 
this is restricted airspace over the over the the, the capital of America, <laughs> and uh, nothing's supposed to be there except uh, permissible flights. These lights performed amazing maneuvers and increased and decreased speeds, speeds which were far too low for for contemporary jets, and speeds which were far too high. Thousands of miles an hour were recorded unbelievably uh, given radar measurement. Uh, the uh, controller of the radar at this time was Harry Vance. And Harry Vance would, would call to the main screens to observe this, this incredible phenomenon which was approaching the airport. And uh, he then uh, took, uh, took the decision to... Uh, contact what we call in Britain Fighter Command, which is to hustle up an interceptor from Andrews Air Force Base, uh, which is also in the Washington area. And then someone told him, this is, this is a wonderful snafu, that the runways at, 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 an, at um, uh, Andrews Air Force Base were being repaired. <laughs> it's hard. His heart must have sank at that news, you know, uh, that there, were, there, were, there was no fighter protection over Washington. Now, this, as I said in the book, <laughs> brings back terrible memories of 9-11, uh, of, of confusion, of, of contradiction, of uh, incompetence. So, Harry Barnes decides to contact, I think it was Newark, fighter base, uh, and they, they say, okay, We'll send you an F-94, all-weather night interceptor. The F-94 takes hours to arrive, believe it or not. And uh, meantime, the lights perform a regular carnival over Washington with nothing to observe them, nothing to stop them. They could have destroyed, I assume a terrible negative, they could have destroyed the capital. There was no protection in the air. And, and we heard this before. We heard it at Pearl Harbor, you know, it's... It's something in the military mind which sometimes makes it stop like a rabbit before headlights. And this was one of them. Anyway, the F-94 arrives. It can't see anything. <laughs> the bright lights are all around it. It has to return to Newark almost immediately because of fuel. Did you ever hear of such a snapper as this? It returns to Newark. And again, there's, there's no protection over the Washington Capitol. Uh, and uh, Rupert, the next day, it starts to hit by headlines. Uh, Al Chop, the uh, Pentagon press officer, is called to account. Everybody saw this. People in the streets saw the damn things, maneuvering and speeding and stuffing in certain cases. Can you believe this? And yet the Air Force couldn't send a single fighter. When they did, well, they sent a single fighter when the fighter arrived he was low on fuel, he couldn't observe properly, so he went back. Andrews Air Force Base, huge military fighter base, uh, the host usually to the F-94 all-weather interceptors, was out of commission. Yeah. And so I, the, 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 the command level that didn't leave at least a couple of F-94s on a stripway for defense you know, of the Pentagon, if not the whole... <laughs> Washington civilian operation. Uh, Sounds like a mess. Absolutely, yeah. 
Well, you know, the one perception I want to bring out here is that after RuPaul's departure, I know that a colleague of mine, occasional guest, Jim Mosley, who publishes Saucer Smear. I worked for Jim years ago. My first real paying job. I met met Jim, yes. Okay. My first real paying job in this world was as a managing editor of Saucer News many years ago before I went into broadcasting. Okay. So Jim used to meet up every so often with the latest head or supervisor of Project Blue Book while still it was in existence. The impression you'd get, though, is these were nice, young, eager beaver military bureaucrats, but it was all public relations operation. They really weren't that concerned about investigating UFOs. They didn't take it seriously. Maybe Rupel was the lone exception. We'll have to get into more of this in a moment. Colin Bennett joins us. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. You're in the Paracast. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack Attack. of the Rockaways. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockaways lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans a galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack of the Rockaways is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack of the Rockaways. A novel in the grand science fiction tradition. You've heard a lot lately about zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful, complex, crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. Zeo King Zeolite naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x-rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeo King flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeo King Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeo King Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com. That's Z-E-O-King.com for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at one 877 Six zero eight zero one seven nine. That's one eight seven seven six zero eight 
0179. The number one secret to having great health and long life is having high levels of glutathione. This master antioxidant is required by your body to stop free radicals, keep cells young, remove chemical and heavy metal toxins, support immunity, support liver functions, stop inflammation, and much more. The results of optimal levels of glutathione in your body are more mental and physical energy, stronger immune system, greater endurance, and more. Do you know the number one secret superfood that helps increase your glutathione levels by 64% or more? It's unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. This health food is amazing in its ability to do so much for virtually everyone. Introducing One World Whey, an industry-first unheated whey protein powder from grass-fed cows. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's one world, W-H-E-Y.com. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. We're back with Colin Bennett. The book is Flying Saucers Over the White House. I'm Gene Steinberg. The co-host is Chris O'Brien on the Paracast. Chris, after Colin answers that question about whether Blue Book was just a public relations move, maybe get into some of our listener questions. Okay. All right. So, Colin, what's your answer? Oh, well, Jim Murphy, of course, would, would say it's a public operation. Well, that was the impression uh, that I think he got in talking to these people. Well, that's his opinion. I should, I should say, I should say at this point that I've seen a flying saucer myself, uh, and I've written about it. So, I mean, that's the core of my belief, uh, and uh, I, I've written about this. With, with Nick Red in Nick Redfin's new book, he's putting out a new book, and and uh, I contributed to it. It's about Men in Black and things like that. General Source on Law, L O R E in general, and I consider and I've uh, contributed a considerable uh, length about my particular sighting, which is the rock of my belief uh, that these things are real, and people are seeing real things. Tim Mosley is a wonderful, brilliant man. He always has been. But he trips over himself, and uh, he hasn't seen them. And so, you follow this, follow these people. You know, you take two brilliant people, like Stanton Friedman and Bruce McAbee. They're brilliant people, great guys, but they've not seen one. And uh, I have. And that's a (laughs) There's no shaking my belief. I've only seen one, Major. I don't see dozens of them, thank God. And it was on a particular occasion, and I've written about this in Red, Nick Redfin's new book. And so nobody shakes the core of my belief in UFOs, believe me, because when you see one, and for a considerable time, your, your, your belief structure is shaken, no matter how clever you are, how brilliant you are, how knowledgeable you are. When you see, when you see one of these things, it changes you. And I think that most of them, the trouble with mostly is he's a marvelous, uh, wonderful, what shall we say, uh, idiosyncratic writer. I mean, he's great. And he's great entertainment, but he's not seen one. And, uh, you know, the, the people 
who uh, have have their lives changed by the by the technology. Are we there, Chris? Go ahead, please. Well, again, I, I think uh, you know the the one thing that I was trying to uh, to have you address was the. Uh, b- before these Washington D.C. sightings in uh, in July '52, okay. th- there was an upsurge of activity all along the eastern seaboard, and yeah. um, I find it uh, your description of how these events were handled by the Air Force, and the and, and it actually led to a scientist predicting that there was going to be activity over over Washington right. D.C. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, yeah. I just I find it very fascinating that that uh, the Air Force uh, handled. The situation so ineptly um, with the two waves, the two weekends of activity over D.C. Now we do have a number of, of questions here. We we allow our forum posters to uh, to go ahead and field uh, you know, kind of service up some questions for you. And one of the questions comes from uh, a new member of the forums. His name he calls himself Sentry, and he states that part of the reason for secrecy and sham investigations by Blue Book was to conceal military projects. What cases of UFO sightings have been explained as secret Air Force projects is the question. Well, uh, I, I personally, uh, I, I have to disagree on this because uh, I think that Rufel's uh, uh, book is a genuine document of his conviction and experience. And uh, the, uh, the UFO is now a common phenomenon. We don't know what it is, and, 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 but there's, there's, there's evidence flowing in to many, 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 uh, you've only got to have a look at, uh, say, George Filer's Filer's files, which is about every two weeks, and there's stuff coming in from continental sources with the most amazing photographs. We're living in a universe we don't quite understand, and it's 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 a bruise to our ego to think that we can't analyze this down for one. We don't like it. We like things to be uh, handleable psychologically. And the UFO is not handleable psychologically and probably never will be. I am, by the way, to support my view on this, I am the author of the biography of Charles Ford. I am Charles Ford's biographer. My book is called Politics of the Imagination. And it won a prize some years ago. Uh, I used to write for the British 14 times. And uh, they never forgave me for the book. Uh, someone said that Bennett brought Fort out of the Hobbit cupboard. I made Fort, Charles Fort, who died in 33, New Yorker, and uh, into the open. And now, the link between what I'm saying about Charles Fort and what and UFO is the anomaly. Fort was the great analyzer of what happens when anomalies or contradictions come into human culture. And usually what happens when an anomaly, that is a contradiction in the framework, in the general cultural framework of reference occurs, we tend to accept any old explanation in face of something we can't explain. That makes sense. Yeah, and Fort was the great philosopher of this, of this particular uh, uh, idea. And, and my book is called Politics of the Imagination prize-winning book, yeah. For all readers, all good readers, please note. I won the anomalous prize some years ago. And here we have, in the UFO, generally speaking, an anomaly. It doesn't fit 
our experience or any framework of experience we we happen to have constructed. And we have to do this because we live in a much more fantastic universe than we could ever realize. And to keep our sanity at night, we have to have explanations, if, even if they're only uh, false explanations. <laughs> even if we know that, that these explanations are falsehoods, we go to sleep with them because of psychological safety of the culture and the individual. And this is what's happening to UFOs. We don't know what they are. They're quite frightening and disturbing. Uh, in the end, of course, they may be, and I'm not saying they are, but they may be crewed by aliens. They may be. I'm not saying they are. But these are suggestions by many, 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 many people. You know, I mean, if you live in the middle of the Amazon and you haven't contacted any kind of civilization, all of a sudden a helicopter comes over you. What, what framework of explanation are you going to put in there? You haven't got one. And that, to me, is, 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 is really what, what, what's happening here. We're frightened by the UFO. We're disturbed by the UFO. We can't explain the UFO. And therefore, we tend to dismiss it. Well, do you think the Air Force is using that, uh, that sort of natural inclination by, by unwitting observers of, of unusual aerial phenomenon? Don't, don't you think the Air Force is taking that into account? I mean, think back uh, in the late 50s, early 60s, if you were a commercial pilot, and you were flying along at uh, 30,000 feet, and all of a sudden you look up and you see, you know, an SR-71 Blackbird way up there uh, shooting by at four times uh, your speed. I mean, yeah. you would think that possibly that was a UFO because you, you weren't in the loop, the classified loop of, of knowing about that particular uh, plane. And, uh, or, or, or imagine, imagine oh. driving along in, in 1980. Uh, yeah. Out in the uh, in the in the desert in Nevada, and an F one seventeen flies over you. You you saw yeah, a UFO. Saying, look, yeah, but these these things are within a scaling. The, the F one one seven Nighthawk is capable of seven thousand miles an hour. Yeah, I think. Right, I mean, but just the very shape of it uh, is enough to uh, <laughs> you know create yeah. uh, create some consternation in an unwitting observer who, who has no knowledge of that particular uh, level of technology that we have attained. So I think our questioner is trying to, trying to glean from you uh, some sort of number, a percentage of sightings that could actually be classified military projects. We could have, oh, uh, oh. We, we could have incredible technology that we don't know about today that could be misconstrued as UFO. And I'll tell you what, we'll get into more of that possibility in our next segment. We have Colin Bennett. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see 
see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vaporian e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service, fast, free, same-day shipping, and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee. So are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle? Then call 870-518-4307. That's 870-518-4307. Or visit LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. I designed our top-selling holster, the Super Tuck Deluxe, to solve the problems of being poked, pinched, and gouged while carrying concealed. The Super Tuck Deluxe is the most comfortable, most concealable holster on the market today. We offer a two-week free trial and a lifetime warranty. Visit us at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Don't forget... CrossbreedHolsters.com. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. This is Jim Mosley, editor of Saucer Smear, and I'm here to say a good word or two about the Paracast, which I believe is the gold standard of paranormal radio. Listen to it if you can. Colin Bennett, author of Flying Saucers Over the White House, joins us. 
Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. I'm the Paracast. We, of course, were covering questions from our listeners and the issue posed by Chris about secret weapons and such. Colin? Yes. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm familiar with this. I know, I would certainly say that mistaken observations, that mistaken observations consist of, you know, a, a great segment of our life. But these, these, this phenomenon is so extraordinary that you can't fit it into the, 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 the existing technological framework. That's my thesis. You can argue against that, but nothing coming out of, say, uh, Area 51, even though it's absolutely wonderful, uh, fits the performance levels. Now, there's another element here that we're being psychologically engineered. There's a sector we haven't mentioned on this broadcast at the moment. I'm not, I don't want to go into it in detail because it's vast, but there's a whole sector associated with the UFO, which is having a cultural effect. Now, perhaps this is the intended thing, to make us imagine, to psychologically model us. I mean, these are, these are all wild theories which, which go on, and perhaps this is the train of thought which has been initiated by the phenomenon. Uh, Jacques Vallée is, is of this opinion, for example. And he's one yeah, of so am I. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, including the abduction phenomenon. I, I'm, I'm sorry I said that. <laughs> Ooh, I'm he sorry. used the A word, Gene. Uh-oh. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> he used the A word, Gene. Where is where is the drink? It was lemonade. <laughs> okay. There's the abduction phenomenon. There's the uh, men in black phenomenon. The UFO and its uh, associated uh, elements are integrating, like it or not, into a whole cultural reference. And, and uh, the shapes and, and, and the performances are influencing engineers and, 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 and uh, uh, aeronautical specialists, like it or not. And, and, and some people say that this is intended. This is, this is intended by you know, esoteric elements, by, by aliens and so on. No, I'm not, I'm not saying I agree with this, but the fact that it's occurring. Alien talk. Talk about aliens. Now, it's, it's my opinion. Uh, I, 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 I put this in my uh, uh, book on Charles Fort, The Politics of the Imagination, that uh, a thing is really neither real nor unreal. It's under construction. If you remember a terrible memory that Adolf Hitler was being constructed, as it were, right throughout the 19th century. And, and, and Nazism was being constructed right throughout the 19th century until, unfortunately, it, it erupted in the, in, in the 20th. Now, what do I mean by under construction? Well, Darwinism is part of Nazism, part of it. And uh, the... Uh, What's the medical term for uh, 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 exterminating what they call lower species? Uh, lots of Extinct. very, very fascist right-wing uh, medical views were being uh, uh, formed by the 19th century and integrated into Nazi philosophy. Now, I don't want to talk anymore about this because it's a twisting, 
and evil. And uh, but I think that the idea of things being under construction is, is a valid one. Uh, it's a postmodern view. A lot of people don't agree with it. Post uh, those people who don't like postmodernism want the want that thing called the mechanically real. Now I think that we're creating legends for ourselves here, technological legends, but I think this is intended. I think that uh, the UFO is being used as a platform to change human culture in the, in the widest possible sense. How do you prove that? Well, I, I do I prove it. I can, I can demonstrate my opinion. I can't really prove anything. I'll demonstrate my opinion, and that is you get you have a wide variety of, uh, 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 if you like, UFO culture, from extreme uh, abduction scenarios to meeting fantastic beings scenarios to 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 the indeed to the exo exo political uh, 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 domain. All right. Okay. So you're saying basically that. You support the aims of exopolitics. I don't support the ex. No, I think they're extreme aims. Okay. But that's my opinion. They go on. Let them go on and do as they please. Excuse me, my throat is getting sore. I'm going to have another drink. Just a second. Already, the, the, the UFO has created a whole cellular culture. And like it or not, on one hand, you have exopolitics. Now, the exo-politicians, such as Weber and Seller, uh, they have no problem. They have no problem. The aliens are everywhere. They're integrating with us. They, 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 there's interplanetary, uh, Dr. Poyland's briefs this, interplanetary galactic organizations uh, uh, that, that human beings uh, travel to and fro. And so on. It's just fantastic. Exo-politics is as fantastic as you like. You know, princes like Paseago, uh, Michael Paseago, who is an exit politician, said he visits Mars on a DARPA, D-A-R-P-A, uh, time machine via, you yeah, know, well, we're in the realm of extreme fantasies here. Now, you can, you can scorn extreme fantasies, but extreme fantasies form the core of belief systems. You know, the whole human belief system is being affected by these claims. To the other hand, on the other, on the other hand, from exopolitics, you get Stanton Friedman, the, the ultimate wealth scrub scientist. And, it's, and he's influencing things too, from his point of view. And so what I'm saying is that the UFO phenomenon doesn't consist of lights in the sky or fantastic aerial maneuvers. It consists of, of changes within a whole belief spectrum, which is nevertheless, whether you like it or not, it's changing the basis of human culture. Let's it's continue to move on here, okay, Colin, because we have some more questions. Chris? Yeah. Um, this comes from one of our longtime posters, Double Knot Spy, and he, he first of all says that he thinks your books are fun and interesting. And his... His question, I think, is very interesting, and it's not one that many people in the field 
uh, address, I think. Uh, and, and you're kind of skirting around this issue of theatricality. Uh, his question is, not many people in the UFO field have dared to deal head-on with what I have come to think of as the theatrical aspect of alien encounters. That's fertile and interesting ground, and Bennett has done some good work there. One part of the UFO universe that makes no sense to me at all, except as theater, or even camp, is the men in black phenomenon. And Double Knot Spy would be very interested to hear what you think of MIB reports, and, and perhaps you have some that we haven't heard of. And he also mentions that he'd like uh, you to address the tricksterish element uh, that we find in the paranormal in general, UFOs uh, in men in black yeah. cases in particular. Well, the, the first thing I, I'd say is that remember that all thought is a miracle. Consciousness is a miracle. And it's capable of producing the most amazing cultural scenarios. For instance, religion, uh, occultism, uh, witchcraft, uh, 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 and all kinds of esoteric effects are cultural theater. Uh, the, um, okay, yeah, and, 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 and thought is, and, and imagination are always in operation in culture. We couldn't build cities, wonderful airplanes, without me imagining things. And we imagine other things. We imagine magical beings. Uh, the great religious leaders are all conceived of as magical beings. And great teachers are conceived of as magical beings. For the most part, morality is a magical concept. We must have a morality, yet we can't mathematically prove such a thing. And, and, and so morality is a theater, if you like, of the imagination, which we can't do without. We I'll tell you what, we'll get into the imagination a lot more. And if you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us. News at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. We will read each and every message we get. That's a promise. We have Colin Bennett joining us. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Hi, Ted Anderson announcing a great way to listen to radio on the telephone. By calling 760-569-7700, you'll be hearing GCNlive.com programs in seconds. Come to GCNlive.com, find your favorite host's dedicated phone number, and hear them 24-7. You heard me right, every show has a dedicated phone number. Stop by GCNlive.com and bookmark their number today. And again, that's 760-569-7700. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it led back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. This is our final four segments of our visit with Colin Bennett from his home in the UK. The book is called 
Flying saucers over the White House, the inside story of Captain Edward J. Ruppelt and his official U.S. Air Force investigation of UFOs. And now we're taking that as a starting point and going into other places. The co-host Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. On the Paracast, Colin, you want to amplify further your response before Chris asks another question? Well, yeah, I was saying that this term, this term uh, men in black, magic, magical beings, the great religious leaders, the, uh, the seers, the prophets, they're all gurus, magical beings. Yet most of the planet relies on them for moral insight. Because on this program, we've talked about technology. We haven't mentioned, you know, we haven't mentioned morality. And morality is, in, is, 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 is a great imaginative concept. Uh, humanity doesn't live by technology. It lives by the rules of behavior. Are, 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 are forming a moral basis for reference. Now, this is where technology meets magic. It, it uh, is an expression of our faith and belief and creativity, but it must be moral. Uh, and, and, and so that next thing is rather complicated. Uh, do you drop atomic bombs here, there, and everywhere? Uh, and it, these are more, so technology and, and, and morality and magic are, 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 bound, are, are bound up. The, the great cultures are magical cultures. Je- the, the Jesus system is a magical culture. Now, show business is a magical culture. Royalty is a magical culture. What defines a magical culture? It's a culture of faith and not fact. Fact is a rather superficial construct, which when you look at the clockwork it's made of, becomes a magical system. Science said, oh, we'll push these silly magical systems aside, like Jesus, like royalty, like film stars, you know, like glamour and mystery. We'll push them aside. We'll replace it by fact. <laughs> fact is merely the fine-tooled version. It's propaganda. It's not fact at all. It's built of conspiracies as a clock is built of parts. And when, when you say objective fact, it's a screen for the conspiracies, which are still there and still operative, even though fact is a kind of consumer-polished thing which we go by and use as a walking stick for our sanity. Okay? Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, I, you know, I can uh, appreciate where you're coming from. Uh, we, we all live in, in a consensual reality. We all have to make determinations on, on where we're going to be, uh, where we're going to place our beliefs. And some of us tend to be more conservative in our, in our where we place that line. Uh, others tend to be uh, exopolitical and <laughs> fly off planet yes. to Mars every uh, chance they get. Uh, here's, here's another interesting question. I, I seem to recall, uh, and, and this is from Blowfish, um, he seems to recall a UFO which he thinks you might have said was in the shape of a World War II Lancaster bomber. Uh, yeah. And, and I, think, I think it was a report in the 60s. That's, that's question one. And then he wants yeah. you to, uh, to share with us your feelings about the new uh, Area 51 uh, Roswell book uh, by Jacobson that, that talks about the, uh, the Mengele uh, uh, <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> but uh, yeah. well, why don't you tell us about that uh, that that well, sighting of a of a Lancaster bomber? Well, this uh, is uh, is a sighting I referred to uh, some moments ago. 
uh, I, uh, I was in my uh, flat alone on a Sunday, and uh, it was a strange day. I went to Shepherd's Bush to, to see some friends of mine. They weren't there. I, I, <laughs> I then walked back to Notting Hill. On my way, I saw a cinema there, which was <laughs> uh, showing a soft porn film called Salon Kitty. Now, I went, <laughs> I went into, there's a confession for you, I went into the cinema and saw the film, and I thought to myself, my God, am I getting to the stage where I go to, <laughs> I go to porn cinemas with my raincoat across my lap, and I thought, my God, I've got to get out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I walk home, and I buy some cat food at the local supermarket. Believe me, the ending of this story is not as boring as it. I get to my flat, and it's got a set of Victorian railings to the right of it. I look to the left, and I see a light, a big light, in the sky. I, it was kind of, if it was a real light, it would have blinded me. I would have put up my hands to my eyes. But it was one of those lights that's huge, and you stare at it, and it doesn't give you eye ache. To my left, I then see, this, is, this was the most amazing experience of my life, the outline of a Lancaster bomber. One of the, it's a world, no, well-known aircraft of Second World War. Second World War, my uh, Hovering above. And I looked to the left, and I saw this ghost-like figure, very definite, of a Lancaster bomber, of all things. Blacked out. Its engines were not turning. It was making no sound, but it was a Lancaster bomber of the usual size and dimension of such a thing. And it was hot. It was still over the square, hovering over the square. And I then shouted down to the basement flat to my girlfriend, Karen. And I said, Karen, 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 come on and look at this. She came out across the basement area, mounted the uh, 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 stairs to the pavement level and the light was still there shining across her face and I've never seen anyone so astonished as Karen she was, uh, and, and there was the bomber there was the light and there was Karen a, a mouth agape and then the Lancaster bomber morphed into a delta wing shaped flapjack style UFO and shot off north at a tremendous speed. Karen said, Shape the light. I, I looked at the light, which is still there, and another light came out of it, did six waves of a sine wave of all things, and then vanished. We were left gutted. Silently, we descended the steps to Karen's place, her basement flat. And now, here's the number one trick. She went inside, I went inside, and there, on the settee, was a man in black. I swear to you. And I, I, my, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. He was a nice guy. <laughs> With silvery blonde hair. Long. <laughs> 
Sounds like the classic the UFO entity. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, and uh, he, he was smartly dressed, very well spoken, and he told us a tale. He'd come to see Alan, who lived upstairs, but Alan wasn't in, and so he knocked on Corin's door below and asked if he could stay for a while until Alan returned. Now, let me tell you, in Notting Hill, anything can happen. And <laughs> it was about 11, at, no, 20 past 11 at night. And why on earth Karen let in a stranger? I'll never know. And she doesn't know how he got in. Because <laughs> if a stranger, not believe me, in those days in particular, Notting Hill was a dead rough place. You didn't open the door at 11 o'clock at night to strangers. But she let him in. And he made polite conversation for a while. I was gobsmacked. And he then said, took off his raincoat and said, um, well, uh, thank you very much, but I don't think Alan's going to come back now. And so, I'm a friend of his. So, uh, he, he went to the door and, and kind of let him out, shut the door. I leapt across the room and opened the door. This is taking a while to get to a finish. We're going to have to break here. We have Colin Bennett. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. You expect professional service from your doctor, your accountant, and even the girl who takes your morning coffee order. Why not from your domain registrar, too? Namecheap.com provides stellar service with no sneaky upselling. We offer more features and security options for your website than there are ways to order a latte. And new domains come with WhoisGuard to protect your personal info. At Namecheap.com, you can get your domain for as low as $2.99. Now is a great time to get to know Namecheap.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary Fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. Where can you find a super strength supplement for thyroid health and thyroid protection? Right here at thyroidki.com. Thyroid KI is a super strength potassium iodide supplement formulated to support optimal thyroid health and protection. Thyroid KI is made with only high-grade ingredients and is independently tested for purity. The potassium iodide found in Thyroid KI is absorbed by the thyroid and may offer maximum protection against radioactive iodine exposure. At only $19.90 for a 30-day supply, Thyroid KI is independently tested for purity and is formulated in convenient 32.5 milligram tablets for easy administration in children and adults. Visit thyroidki.com. That's thyroid, the letter K, the letter I.com. Thyroidki.com. Use coupon code GCN for a 10% discount. Again, mention coupon code GCN for 10% off your order. Call 855-599-9444. 855-599-9444. Again, that's 855-599-9444 for Thyroid KI today. 
As many people know, ever since President Nixon took us off the gold standard, the U.S. dollar has been devaluating. What people don't know, however, is how this directly affects your personal finances. Is there a way to protect your portfolios from losing value? The answer to all of this is gold and silver. They both have maintained their purchasing power for 6,000 years. If you had $100,000 in cash and $100,000 in gold and silver back in 1913 and kept them until now, your cash would have the buying power of only $4,800. But your gold and silver would have the buying power of $3 million. The answer to protecting your assets is simple. Call John Ballman today at 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. Get all your questions answered before your money is worth zero. Call 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. Take action today while we still accept paper dollars for gold. That's 1-800-686-2237, extension 169. We all need to prepare ourselves. You might have the food, water, gold, and silver, but ask yourself, are you truly prepared? That's why you need to visit MainMilitary.com. MainMilitary.com carries everything you need. Gas masks, wool blankets, fire starter kits, high-capacity magazines, chemical suits, military surplus items, and much more. Do you own a firearm? MainMilitary.com has a large selection of pistols and rifles suited for your needs. Are your local stores sold out of ammunition? Call or visit them today for prices on hard-to-find ammo and bulk ammo orders. You don't need to worry about having a military surplus store in your area because MainMilitary.com is the only store you'll ever need, all from the comfort of your computer. Visit them online today at MainMilitary.com. That's Maine, like the state, Military.com. Or call them at 1-877-608-0179. That's 1-877-608-0179. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. We want to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com Get in on all the action at forum.theparacast.com Back with Colin Bennett, author of the book Flying Saucers Over the White House and some other books. Chris O'Brien's the co-host. I'm Gene Steinberg. I'm the Paracast. Colin, can we just kind of wrap this up? There's some more questions we've got to ask, okay? Yes, okay. Do you mean wrap up this tale? Wrap up this particular story before we get on to others. Okay. I opened the door, and this was the most astonishing experience of my life. It wasn't there. Now, the next day, <laughs> I saw this, said Alan, and I said to him, Hey, a friend of yours was here last night, but he couldn't find you. I described him, and Alan said, I know no such friend of that like that. So we're left with that, the question mark. And when, so when people talk, I've written about this for Nick Redfern's book, new book, on Men in Black. I should tell our listeners that we're going to very shortly have Nick Redfern on the show to talk about that book. Yeah, Chris, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. He's also one of our guest co-hosts. Chris, would yeah. you continue? Yeah, so so what do you think, Colin, of the uh, the new uh, uh, Jacobson book on, on Area 51 and the, the alleged uh, story about uh, Roswell? Are you familiar with it? 
I'm sorry to disappoint you. I'm not familiar with that book yet. It's probably on my reading list very soon. Yeah, it just sorry, came out. I, I it's, can't, can't. It, it's been creating quite a controversy. It, it has a, uh, a storyline of a, an unnamed scientist uh, mentioning something about uh, Roswell being a psyops uh, program, basically, or a psyops oh. event uh, <laughs> with by the Russians uh, with the help of Joseph Mengele and genetically <laughs> altered children to I, made to made made to be look uh, no no it's no like, it's uh, <laughs> what it brings in what it brings in Joseph Mengele well uh, Anthony Bagalia who's a very uh, intrepid uh, <laughs> digger has found the actual scientist who did uh, who did not divulge his name but did admit that he was the one that was quoted in the book and so we do have a second a second uh, s- source corroborating the, the at least that the the statements were made. Did I hear you mention the name Anthony Bagalia? What was his yes. name again? Anthony Bagalia. Yeah, right. He's the one that regularly travels to Mars on a DARPA time machine. Oh no, that's that's Andrew Bassagio, I think. Uh, and different that, person. Sorry, I listen. I apologize. By the way, we have a bunch of lawyers who hear the show every week and they look for someone to sue. Hopefully not us because we have no money. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, well, how about how about Bentwaters? Uh, What do you think of how the Bentwaters case has been progressing over the last few years? Uh, I I know you're very familiar with that case. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that was to me and to most people was a genuine visitation. I really was. What are we going? To, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the head of an American airbase. Yeah, it's got nuclear bombs stacked in the shelters. Believe me, and it's got F. At that time, it's got, I think, F-111s. Uh, I think uh, lined up. This is a serious base that you know could, could cause nuclear devastation, and you know the, the team in charge of it must have been well vetted for their sanity and stability, and to have the commander-in-chief come out of his lair of such a base as this, you know, with all his security forces, Jesus, it must have been something tremendous. And, and, and there we are. I, I, I believe that book by uh, uh, Left at the East Gate, that, that, that's quite a famous book now about that incident, and I, I believe every news of it, quite frankly. We still don't know what, what they are, these visitors, but we, we, we've got visitors. We don't know what they are. You know, we don't know how advanced, how advanced they are. We don't even know if they regard us as neutral enemies or anything. But it's a genuine phenomenon, and we have to deal with it as best we can. Uh, but, of course, innumerable critics have come out to trust the case. Uh, there is occasional wonderful, wonderful, wonderful comedy uh, by a leading, uh, at the time, uh, uh, British ufologist, who said that the, that the triangular thing seen in the forest by the commander-in-chief of Benwaters was a reflection from a lighthouse. <laughs> I thought that was that rival Marsh gas. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always struck me as being kind of funny, that uh, highly trained personnel uh, wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a lighthouse beam that, that wasn't yeah. even pointed in the direction of the forest. Uh, so you're, you're pretty much saying that the Peter Robbins book uh, got it right, that, that it was a genuine visitation by something uh, other, 
and that, oh, yeah. uh, that, that this yeah. is a legitimate case. Have you heard of yeah. any other similar cases in England? Uh, this is a part three of the question. Have you heard of any similar uh, landings or p- no. potential crash retrievals in, in uh, the not, British Isles? No, not on this level, which Peter Robbins has written a classic about. It's a great book by Robbins. I, I love that book. I've read it several times. And uh, Robbins has a, gr- has a good analytic brain. And uh, he does. He, he said, right, I'm afraid I accept it as like, some kind of Bible, that book. And uh, what he did establish, in my mind, was the genuine objectivity of the phenomenon. Here we have something peculiar out of human ken that happened in that forest. And indeed, just harking back a few minutes to my seeing that Lancaster bomber, I tell you, these things happen. These things are seen because we live in a mysterious universe. I mean, let me sound like a cliche. It is a cliche. I apologize, America, for using a cliche. (laughs) Well, join the club. Welcome to Cliche America, the new show joining us. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. When you're faced with these things, you're often driven down to cliche. (laughs) And and, and the Bentwood Bentwood case, as far as Britain is concerned, is is the most uh, important uh, uh, UFO encounter. I was I was going to say yeah I I I I tend to agree with you too I think it's one of the better cases we have out there. Uh, Commander Holt, of course, is 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 still writing about this. The commander of the base, you know, he's, st- he's still he's still writing quite a few things about this that that incident. Yeah, and, and well, it was a life altering experience for him. Yeah, totally changed yeah. his his reality view. Oh oh yeah, now the reality view. This is the object of the phenomenon. You know, that changed the reality view. Mm. It certainly changed my reality view. Even though yeah. you know it wasn't spectacular as Ben Walton, mm. certainly changed changed mine. That occasionally, you know, we 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 go into into you know this amazing dimension of experience. Yeah, I I have a very similar experience where I was told about an antique, uh, you know, 1950 helicopter flying over a ranch with a strange yellow color. And the following morning, as I'm typing up my notes from you know, interviewing the, the the witnesses to this event 13 years prior, I'm typing up my notes and what flies over my house, but an antique yellow helicopter in broad daylight. I It totally, yeah. it absolutely yeah. blew me out of the water. I, I've never been the same since, as Gene can testify. Well, that, that, that's as a matter of fact, he changes every day. Yeah. Oh. The, that's the theatricality that your correspondent wrote about. The I'll tell you what, we'll get into more theatricality and a lot more. Next week, it'll be about Men in Black with none other than Nicholas Redfern. Colin Bennett joins us. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in The Paracast. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see 
see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E Soft.com. You've heard a lot lately about Zeolite, but what is it and why do you need it? Zeolite is a beautiful, complex, crystalline structure that encapsulates radiation and odors. Zeo King Zeolite naturally eliminates radiation poisoning your body may pick up from x-rays, security scanners, or nuclear fallout. Zeo King flushes environmental toxins absorbed from smoke, cell phones, and chemicals. So it detoxifies heavy metals, including mercury, lead, and cadmium. Zeo King Zeolite helps boost your immune system, allowing your body to balance itself and cut off food supply to cancer and parasites. Order your Zeo King Zeolite now from zeoking.com for only $39.99 and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com. That's Z E O King.com for natural elimination of radiation poisoning. If you suffer from poor sleep, you need My Pillow. Guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. Using a patented fill, My Pillow adjusts to your exact individual needs by gently supporting your head, shoulders, and neck. My Pillow has a natural built-in cooling effect, keeping your cervical nerves cool, giving you the best sleep of your life. My Pillow will never go flat and relieve snoring, migraines, sleep apnea, fibromyalgia, and many other disorders. It's antimicrobial, non-allergenic, dust mite resistant, and best of all, machine washable and dryable. MyPillow is made in the USA, has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau, comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and an industry-leading 10-year warranty. Order today at MyPillow.com or call 952-442-6199. That's 952-442-6199. Mention coupon code GCN and receive 20% off your order. What do you have to lose except poor sleep? MyPillow.com, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own, guaranteed. How would you like to rev up your metabolism and energy while lifting your spirits? Now a new healthy tea is available that will do just that, and it's called Zoom Tea. Zoom Tea was developed for a former welterweight boxing champion to increase his energy and focus in the ring. Zoom Tea is an alternative healthy pick-me-up that can replace coffee, common tea, or soda. Zoom Tea also helps remove radiation from the body, promotes weight loss, and is high in antioxidants. For a limited time, get our introductory price for a one-month supply of this amazing tea for just $20 or a two-month supply for only $35, and we'll pay the shipping and handling. Go to our website now and start feeling the healthy and energizing benefits from drinking Zoom Tea. Go to ZoomTea.com. That's ZoomTea.com. Or call toll-free 877-341-4769. 877-341-4769 today. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast, because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. Is it all theatricality? Is it all a show for us? 
I'm Gene Steinberger in the PowerCast with Chris O'Brien. Our guest is Colin Bennett. Let me ask you that quick question because we have a few more subjects to cover before we let you go. And that is, is a lot of what we see with regard to UFOs all theatricality on the part of someone or something? Well, um, I I wrote uh, an article for, I I write regularly for UFO magazine, you know, uh, 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 the Burns. And uh, my view is that of the cargo cult view. Watch, yeah, you know, join, you know, the cargo cult. Yes. Oh, dear. Well, well, when the natives first saw American servicemen in the Second World War, the first thing they noticed were the colored labels on tins of spam. Yeah? And they, they asked the American troops, where was this land of glowing, blonde, Californian girls with <laughs> holding tins of spam? And the Americans said, oh, that's just, in, 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 in pigeon, that's just a lot of nonsense. It doesn't exist. But you're, you're eating the spam, aren't you? When you're eating the spam, are you also eating the girl? <laughs> and I think that this cultural confusion is of that nature. Are you eating the girl? And, that's an interesting analogy. Yeah. I put forward a scenario whereby a film company... I, I wanted to illustrate the confusions that can occur in cross-cultural reference with regard to theatricality. Supposing a film company, I imagine, came to this island where they're still building bamboo B-29s <laughs> and, they, and, 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 and bamboo radios, hoping for the Americans to come back and bring them spam and pictures of Californian girls. Suppose this film company is, 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 is making a war film. And supposing they, they want a Japanese Zero, a Mosquito, or several other American types in the air. You can't get them these days. So what you do is to get light aircraft and mock them up as Zeros, etc. And, and uh, Thunderbolts and uh, various types. Okay, so you're looking at illusion after illusion. And supposing one of these aircraft crashes with real horses, you're into illusion after illusion with ancient pilot gear on. In other words, what I mean to say quite briefly is we don't quite know what we're looking at. Hello? Yeah, we don't quite know what we're looking at. Now, supposing in this film there's a mock waiting force comes in from the sea and some of them are get as courses. They're not really courses, they're just acting as courses. And then you see the, the real courses from the aircraft. They are real courses. But you can't distinguish between the phony corpse and the real corpse. Now, uh, this is a very quick example as to they're going to go back full of these cross-reference illusions and they're going to build models of them. This is what they did in cargo coat, and they got very confused. I mean, an American radio set built of bamboo is not going to work. <laughs> and, and no matter how you twist the knobs. And therefore, they got very angry and said, you fooled us with this apparatus. It's not working. And so... Right. <laughs>
Kind of reminds me of uh, of trying to look for ET Please with radio telescopes. Okay, Colin, one of our moderators on the forum, Angelo, um, is a uh, an open-minded skeptic of sorts, and uh, he asked the uh, you know your typical kind of skeptical question, and that is, millions of people have smartphones that are able to shoot high def video. With so many cameras out in the wild, why are there no good photos or videos of UFOs, or at least none that leave nothing to the imagination? Well, when you're photographing something which has one foot in one dimension and another foot in quite a different dimension, <laughs> the, the, the... Yeah, but you're assuming side. that, Colin. You're assuming it has one foot in this dimension and the next one, on what basis do you make that conclusion? Well, there are esoteric dimensions, and the UFO... As is, uh, is, well, that's another assumption here, okay? How do we well, know yeah. there are esoteric dimensions? Because wishes work. Love works. Hello? Okay. So we well, should... Uh, we, we, we live... We think we live in a... We're yeah, here. Go Just ahead. go ahead. Three to one. Okay. We live in a moral and imaginative dimension. We don't live in a in, in a factual dimension completely. We make irrational assumptions, which are the basis of our moral and imaginative life. But what does so that good. have to do with other dimensions? Just because we're emotional well, beings are, and we screw are, up. These are other dimensions. Love How, is so? Dimension. How so? How so? The, the affections. And, and there are powerful things and the belief systems which thread the world and give us our moral basis, they, they're all consistent of, of dimensions other than the mechanical dimension. And, you know, I, I'm sure that you don't live by a mechanical dimension. If you say you do, I don't believe you. You know, you, 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 you are irrational at times. You are consumed by emotion at times. You cry at times. You laugh at times. All these things are moral dimensions. You are moved powerfully by human beings, the things they say. You can't prove anything about human beings using an argument like this, but you couldn't live without them. You couldn't live without these envelopes of irrationality, of, of emotion, of, of, of uh, uh, concern for other human beings and yourself. Well, that's 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 kind of a, a, a it's you're what you're doing is you're you're kind of avoiding a mechanistic uh, definition of dimension. You know, in terms of height, width, and depth, uh, you're you're looking at consciousness as being its own sort of separate dimension in and of itself. Look, if I saw a small child wandering by the canal one day when I was down the walk, I wouldn't pick it up and throw it in the water for fun. That's because I'm a moral creature. You know, I, 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 I think that life is holy and, and, and wonderful and imagination and, and full of imagination and love. And these are other dimensions to me because, you know, something like a Nazi or Adolf Hitler, they didn't have these dimensions. You know, they were null and void. They hated. You know, and, and, and I think that uh, aspects of, of the UFO phenomenon are teaching us to remember and cherish that the, 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 the sense of wonder in the universe. Now that raises a more interesting question here, which goes back to something I'm often accused of saying over and over again, something that Ray Palmer once said. 
in Flying yeah, Saucers magazine. Flying yeah. Saucers are here to make us think. So I gather this is the impression that you create with, yes. with what you're saying. Yes, indeed, yes. Yes, indeed, yeah. That, that, that puts it in a nutshell. And we've been thinking for the past two hours. And I think, I think that it's been, it's been profitable. And I've enjoyed it. And, and, and uh, there's a fascinating, nothing could be more fascinating than this kind of discussion. You know, because it, it leads you into so many areas, technology, morality, imagination. And, and we could, of course, be being seeded by this. But that would imply, Colin, and we kind of have to move it up here. That would imply, Colin, that maybe it doesn't matter whether or not we find an ultimate answer to UFOs, that they are here, that we think about them, and that we think about the possibilities, maybe more than sufficient, maybe like a good science fiction novel that inspires engineers and scientists to create cell phones and iPads and stuff. We have Colin Bennett. The book is called Flying Saucers Over the White House. And if you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us. News at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. We will read each and every message we get. That's a promise. The co-host is Chris O'Brien. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. For 58 years, fate has provided true reports of the strange and unknown. Fate brings you the latest in all aspects of the paranormal, like angels and miracles, psychic phenomena, ghosts, UFOs, and much, much more. To receive your complimentary fate magazine, call now at 1-800-728-2730 or visit their website at www.fatemag.com. That's 1-800-728-2730. What are you waiting for? Your fate awaits. For centuries, silver has been used as a powerful natural antibiotic. And as a listener to this station, you probably already know the benefits of using colloidal silver. With so many websites to choose from, finding a reputable patriotic company with great products at affordable prices can be a difficult task. Introducing UtopiaSilver.com. UtopiaSilver.com carries the best, most effective, and most affordable colloidal silver and colloidal gold products in the industry. UtopiaSilver.com also carries products to your lifestyle, including weight loss, immune system defense, cleanses, herbs, joint and bone care, and much more. First-time customers using promo code GCN50 will receive 50% off all colloidal products. Visit us today at Utopia Silver. That's U-T-O-P-I-A Silver. UtopiaSilver.com or call 888-213-4338. That's 888-213-4338. UtopiaSilver.com. Taking back America's health care one American at a time. GCN listeners, why have you been hearing so much about Dermatol, the all-natural, all-purpose first aid spray? Because it's the must-have first aid product you need in your preparedness kit. Dermatol is made in America by Americans who know there's a more affordable, natural way to treat cuts, burns, bites, rashes, shingles, boils, and many other skin problems. Dermatol is gentle enough for diaper rash, powerful enough for bed sores, and harmless to the eyes and mouth. It's great for the whole family, even your family pets. Dermatol is antimicrobial, antifungal, anti 
antiviral and not diminished by freezing, extreme heat, or years in storage. Dermatol is an absolute must for any first aid or preparedness kit. Dermatol's soothing, rapid restoration of injured skin is so effective, it's guaranteed. Order yours today. Call 800-217-6677. 800-217-6677. That's 800-217-6677. Efficient, economical, effective. Spray it all with Dermatol. The largest part of gaining radiant health is detoxification. You can drink ionized water, cleanse your intestines, eat a perfect diet, and even take lots of quality supplements and in many instances only make minimal progress. What is the key to detoxifying your body of mercury, heavy metals, chemicals, and drugs? It is glutathione. Glutathione is the master antioxidant used to detoxify your entire body. It stops free radicals, keeps cells young, and reduces inflammation. One World Whey protein powder may be able to raise your glutathione production by 64% or more. One World Whey is more effective than any other whey protein powder on the market because it is unheated and from grass-fed cows. All other, quote, cold-processed whey protein powders have been heated and damaged by 15% or more. One World Whey comes in three delicious flavors. Call 888-988-3325. That's 888-988-3325. Or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. G-C-N. Great Talk Radio starts here. You're in the Paracast. You never know what's going to happen next. And if you have a comment or a question about the Paracast, write us. News at theparacast.com. Once again, that's news at theparacast.com. Colin Bennett joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Paracast. Chris O'Brien is with us, and we're trying to put it all together, as people say. So the big question here is about the UFO experience and so forth and so on, that the physicality doesn't matter so much. It's more about what we think about it, how it influences us, how it changes us. Yes, just going back momentarily to my cargo cult illustration. They see, they, they built a radio set, aeroplanes, and fashioned a whole religion about a reflection of what they saw uh, the American culture bringing to the island during the war. And they built bamboo aircraft, bamboo radio sets, and indeed bamboo churches. I'll just end on a, on a, on a brief note. When researchers went back to these islands in the, in the 60s, they found these things still intact. They formed these falsehoods. These patent falsehoods of bamboo radio sets, they form the core of a genuine religion. How about that? In which, you know, all kinds of moral views form. But heartbreaking, pathetic notes of immense pathos was that on the front of one of the bamboo radio sets was a picture of Betty Grable holding a tin of spam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess a virgin Betty, right? Yeah, yeah, it, that's a point well taken. Uh, it, it's just that Angelo is wondering, you know, with all the technology we have, we we do have a a phenomenon that's flitting through our skies that does manifest. It does appear to have physicality. Why aren't there more photographs and uh, good videos of UFOs? Well, instead of all these hoaxed Photoshop jobs that we see now. Well, 
I'll answer that. The guy who made the bamboo radio set could well ask, why haven't you got more better pictures of Betty Grable? Good answer. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good I, I think it's a good answer, actually. And, and that, that, that's an area that I have been working on for the past few years, and that is the, the tricksterish quality that these phenomenal events uh, yeah. seem to, to have. There's yeah. some sort of mechanism of tricksterism that's involved, and and, and I think that that's part of the carrot that is pulling us forward and, and expanding our, our awareness, uh, forcing us to think in new and different ways. So, no, I think that was a very good answer. It's a, a very tricksterish answer, but I think it's very applicable yeah, to, the, that's to it. the question. That's it. He's going to build the picture into the religion. He's going to build that yeah. picture into the religion. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, there's a Jacques Vallée 101, basically, and also a little bit of keel thrown in there as well. So, so what do you think of, a, of breaking down this particular control mechanism, which seems to be operating? How do you go about dissecting it and breaking it down into its constituent parts? Uh, can you do that? Do we have the ability to actually dissect the control mechanism that's at, that's at operation here? Well, yeah, the, the nearest approach to analyzing the trickster element, the control mechanism, is to see show business and royalty as magical systems. They make people believe, despite themselves. Glamour, that's the key to the universe. Glamour and performance, that, that, they, these are the original trickster elements anyway. Theatre, and now we have more powerful things than theatre than we have. We have, uh, obviously, uh, a whole range of electronic media which are putting images into people's heads. Now, this is the heart of tricksterism and magic, putting images into people's heads. Already, we have show business, for example, which is pure tricksterism. You can't have yeah. a girl. No, you, 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 and so, pure tricksterism. Uh, and... Uh, it's taking over. You think? With science, excuse me. <laughs> with science as, now this is my own personal view, with science as a support mechanism for media. Science as a technical support mechanism for mounting media. More and more sophisticated forms of media uh, to project and control people's minds. If you, could, if you can put images into people's minds... These are powerful images, you know, powerful images from television, from the web, from everywhere, overwhelming F-A-C-T, overwhelming objectivity, overwhelming taste and opinion, saturating humanity with images which are sexy and powerful sweetmeats, if you like, which totally take over our belief system, take over our imagining. Now, the thing is this control of the imagination, if you have control of the imagination, and this is what the evil Dr. Goebbels taught us, if he taught us anything, the swine, imagination is everything. Seize the imagination, you can do anything. And that's the only thing that Nazism left to us. A warning. Hello? We always yeah. here. Hello? Hello. Yeah, we're here. Uh, we pretty much, uh, I think we've kind of blown all our questions out. Uh, I, I just I, I just love uh, the analogies that uh, Colin is using here. I, I think it's very uh, instructive. One question that I have is what sort of advice would you give someone that's newly uh, interested in this field who's maybe a younger person that wants to get involved? What sort of advice would you give them uh, to ground them uh, to be able to approach this very, very difficult subject? 
Well, I would say read as much background as you can before you before you go into it. Uh, uh, do you have a do you have a list of authors that you would recommend other than yourself? Uh, yes, some are very well known. Read Jung on uh, dreams, memories, and reflections. That will change your life. Yeah, that's a or very great book. Or the myth of th- things seen in the sky. Yes, yes. Uh, Jung is the greatest pointer in my opinion. And he's dead years ago, but he's still a, a major, a major thinker. And his, his, his books uh, combine uh, uh, spirituality and science and the esoteric, particularly things such as alchemy. So start with Jung, then then go go where from there. I'm sorry, would you say it again? Uh, start start with Jung. Get yourself familiar with the idea of the collective unconscious and uh, and in the whole uh, collective yeah. nature of of the human experience. And then where would you go from there? After you've read Jung, where would you go? Valet, Keel. Uh, why don't yes. you throw some names yes, out indeed, there? Yes, indeed, the classic authors. Yes, yes, certainly. John Keel, Mothman Prophecies. If you read the Jung first, you'll understand uh, books like uh, Valet's Passport to Magonia, which is a very important book. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. He really hit the nail on the head there. Okay. So you're suggesting go with, uh, you know, the the great thinkers in the field uh, before you get into the the real artists like the Whitley Strebers and the the people that write uh, riveting narratives. Uh, Go go with the thinkers first. I mean, you take, you pay your money and you take your pick there. I'll tell you what, that's a good way to end it. That's a good way to end it. Colin Bennett, the book is called Flying Saucers over the White House. Colin, where can we find more of the things that you do? Do you have a website? Uh, I've recently been ill and my website's down. It's been down for a couple of months. So it's the Combat Diaries. But I don't recommend it at the moment until I'm on my feet again and, and got it updated. Okay, well, if you click on the link to the book at theparacast.com, you can buy yourself a copy from Amazon. The book, again, yeah. Flying Saucers Over the White House, the inside story yeah. of Captain Edward J. Ruppelt and his official U.S. Air Force investigation of UFOs. You contact us, news at theparacast.com, news at theparacast.com. Chris O'Brien can be found all by his lonesome at ourstrangeplanet.com, ourstrangeplanet.com, undergoing renovation. By our crew. Ah, that's yeah. right. Under it's construction. A, something like that. But you can still get loads and loads of content there. Colin Bennett, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Paracast. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Chris. And good night to America. Okay, I think he's left the building. Okay, Colin <laughs> Bennett has left the building. Now, Chris, old friend, would you please tell me what he was talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> well, uh... You know, Colin is a, 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 an exceptional writer. I, I really did enjoy the book, um, UFOs Over the White House. Uh, but honestly, Gene, I really uh, – uh, there was quite a bit of it that um, it either went through me or right over my head. I'm not sure which. Uh, I'm going to have to listen back to it to decipher some of those exchanges. Okay, listeners, the challenge is – If you know what Colin Bennett was talking about through a lot of these exchanges, feel free to post your opinions on our forums, forum.theparacast.com, forum.theparacast.com. Meantime, Chris and I are going to sit back and try to figure it out. I'm still scratching my head there a little bit. Paracast.
podcast is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast. 